Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me. It feels good to be back. I missed last week's episode. Truth be told, tried to have some stuff ahead of time, didn't get it done, and then I got strep and the flu at the same time. My sister-in-law is actually a nurse, and she texted me. She said, how in the world did you get both? And I sent her that little gif of Liam Neeson from Taken saying, I've got a very particular set of skills. (laughs) I don't know how I did it. It sucked, but I'm over it now. But while I'm over it, my wife is now sick. My baby Jojo is still sick coming out of it. She's teething. Plus, there's probably an ear infection. It's nuts. And I'm going to talk about this in another episode coming up because life has been absolutely crazy. And I want to address how that is and how it feels and things that you can do to navigate the chaos. But literally since February the 1st, someone in my house has been sick and that's not been a good thing. So keep my family in your prayers and we would really appreciate that. But today I want to talk to you about the challenge of community. Now, I think we all would agree that community is a good thing. A community ought to be the goal. We all should want to be in community with other people. We understand there's strength in numbers. We understand that great things can come out of relationships. But I think we struggle, and I'm talking specifically about dads. I know people in general, but men, dads, we struggle with community. And I want to talk about the challenge of community. I want to address three things that I think really mess us up as dads being in community. So here we go. Here's my theory. Three things. Vulnerability, differences, and pride. So let me give you my definitions for these things, for these obstacles to community. So starting with vulnerability, I think vulnerability is summed up with the fear of being wrong, the fear of failure, the fear of judgment, Vulnerability requires that you open up, and when you open up, there is sometimes judgment. There's sometimes people who point to you and say, you're wrong, you're stupid, and you feel like a failure. So we're afraid of being vulnerable. This is probably on the list of fears for just about every guy out there. So dads, you're a part of that. Differences, the threat of challenge, and the possibility of being wrong. Nobody likes to be wrong. Nobody enjoys finding out that they have understood something incorrectly most of their lives. We don't like that. We like to be right. We like to feel confident when we're having a conversation and when we blurt out information that what we're blurting out was right, that the Google page that we looked up and read had the right information. And then you talk to someone who's actually really well-read, and they're like, I don't think that that's actually true. Like, man, Wikipedia let me down. We don't like to be wrong. And sometimes when we're in community with people who are different than ourselves, it opens the door for us to be wrong. And we don't like that. We don't like that threat of challenge. And then pride, I'm going to sum it up with selfishness. It's an attack on our personally acclaimed glory. And we don't like that. Because we like the sense of confidence. We like the sense of we're doing things right. We like the sense of we've arrived. 
even though none of us have, and technically none of us ever will, we still like to trick ourselves into thinking that we have. So these are the three things that I want to talk about. These are the three things that I think challenge community amongst men, and specifically for this podcast, amongst dads. These are three things that I think we can easily overcome, because community ought to be the goal. We all agree, even if you won't say it, subconsciously you agree with me that community is the best thing. We like having other people in our circle. We like to be in a circle where there's other people. And it doesn't matter what the case is, we typically enjoy this. For example, if I'm out helping my father with work, we're doing home remodeling and renovations. Can I do a lot of the stuff by myself? Yeah. But it's really nice to have a couple of the guys there with you picking up all the mess or trying to frame out walls and trying to tear stuff down and trying to do tile work. It's nice to have other people who share a common goal of getting the job done and getting it done well. It's nice to be in that community. It's nice when people help you. That's a great feeling. It's a great feeling also when you get to help other people. It goes both ways. We like being helped and we like to help. And that happens in community. We enjoy community. And even though we enjoy it, we have this tension. We have this struggle because it requires a lot of ourselves. And that's the hard part. So let's talk about these three points. Let's start first with vulnerability. This idea of opening up to share our thoughts, to share our emotions, to share our understandings. Now, as dads, we all have a different perspective on how we should parent our kids. There's different discussions, there's different debates on how you should do particular things with your babies or when you should start doing particular things with your kids. There's a big debate on whether or not you should spank your kids. And my wife tells me to not talk about this because it's such a big deal, but we can't be afraid to talk about things like this because the reality is there are a number of parents who think this is condemnable, that there is no way in the world that you should spank your kids. And then you have other people who are extreme, and then you have other people who probably fall somewhere in the middle to where you know they say you can do it, but there should be parameters, there should be a structure in which you, know, you function in when you're going to spank your kids. There's all different types of thoughts, and there's reasons that there's all those different types of thoughts, because we all have different worldviews. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have unique perspectives on everything because of the way that we were shaped in our upbringing. So who am I to look at someone who's lived a totally different life and say, well, that's all crap. It's my way or the highway. That's really stupid to do. But vulnerability opens up, even though you know that there are stupid people out there who will judge you. That's what vulnerability does, and that's why it's a scary thing. Because one, we don't want to be a point of conversation. We don't want to be the person that people are talking about when they go out, or when we walk by and they see us, and all of a sudden we become the main topic of discussion amongst whatever group of people we pass by. We don't enjoy that. But there's something beautiful that happens with vulnerability. It really is a good thing. I want you to think about your relationships that you have. Let's think about two relationships. One, think about the relationship with your wife. 
and how you are open with her. She sees you. She sees you at your weakest moments. She sees you at your strongest moments. She sees you everywhere else in between. But she sticks with you. And in fact, the longer that you're together and the more vulnerable you are with one another, the stronger your marriage becomes. It's a scary thing to be open and to be vulnerable and to risk being judged and to risk being laughed at or being made to look like a failure. But ironically, when you do that, when you risk that, the reward of that is significant. The reward of having a strong, healthy marriage, of having someone in your life who sees your past, sees what you're doing, and still stands with you, they might not agree with you. They might question what you do sometimes, but they still stand with you, even though they don't agree. You can be vulnerable with your wife, and it only helps your marriage. Think about your closest friend. I've got a buddy in mind. He knows too much about me. <laughs> and, I, and honestly, I know too much about him. But we have such an incredible relationship. One, knowing that I know stuff about him and knowing that he knows stuff about me, it, one, it's not like extortion or blackmail comes to mind. It's grace. Grace is what comes to mind. The fact that I can do all the things that I've done and he can do all the things that he's done and we can know these things about one another, yet we have an opportunity to still have a relationship, to still grow, to still live and prosper and enjoy life. Grace is what comes to mind. It doesn't become a, a game of, okay, well, if they ever try and cross me, you know, I've got this on them. <laughs> that's, that's stupid. That, that's, that is a waste of time. Don't even, don't even think that way. And honestly, when you're open with people and they're open back with you, I think most of the time that's not the thought that goes through the head. That's a fear that we fabricate because we've watched too many movies. But it's not reality. Does it happen? Yeah, I'm sure it does. But by and large, I don't think it does. I think when you find good people and you are open with them and you are vulnerable and they are open back with you, that fear of rejection, that fear of failure, that fear of being mocked, it goes away. And if you're honest with yourself, those relationships that you are most vulnerable in are your strongest relationships. And again, I know we don't like rejection. I know it's a tough thing. You experience rejection and guys probably 95% of the time, our response is to go back into isolation and build an even harder shell. But if you will think about the relationships that you're in where you are most vulnerable, I think you will realize that those are your strongest and best relationships. Vulnerability is not something that we need to be afraid of. Vulnerability is something that we need to embrace. The next thing we're talking about, oh, let me say this first, because I alluded to this as part of the repercussion of being vulnerable. But let me go ahead and talk to the guys out there. When people are vulnerable to you, don't be the idiot who judges them. Don't do that. If you want to be able to have community and you're in a place to aid it, don't judge and hinder it. Okay? Don't be that guy. 
let's talk about differences. Okay. There's a reason that we have this adage that birds of a feather flock together. We like to find people who are just like ourselves, and we like to run together. We like to be in relationships with people who aren't going to question the things that we already do in life because they do the same things. They're not going to get mad at us when we say certain things that we shouldn't say because they themselves will also say those things. Sometimes they'll be jealous that they didn't say it first. Those are the type of people that we naturally gravitate toward because we don't ever want someone pointing the finger at us saying, I don't think you're doing that right because we don't want to be threatened in that way. We don't want to be challenged in that way. And so we look for people who are just like ourselves. But when people have different opinions, when they have different ways of doing things, and they're around us, they do challenge us. Okay, If you're afraid of being challenged, you're right. It's going to happen. They make us think. But I don't understand why we're afraid of that. Why are we afraid of being challenged? And why are we afraid of being made to think? These are good things. Because this challenge that causes us to think, when someone says, you know what? You know, I know you do this with your, with your kid, but have you ever thought about doing this? Have you ever considered this method? I, I don't want to think that. No, if you actually open up, you're like, okay, let me see why they would do this and let me consider it myself. And you actually think about it. You see, what it does is, one, it makes you a little uncomfortable because change starts to move in. And we don't like change. Change is one of those things that we like to run from. We want to run from change. I get it. We all feel that way. But change is a wonderful thing. It really is. Yeah, there's some unknowns with it. And I think that's mainly what scares us. But change brings about this initial discomfort that causes us to think. It causes us to wrestle with our current understandings and our current ways of going about fatherhood. But what it does is if we will follow through the discomfort, we'll grow, we'll change. And we'll see, okay, I wasn't right, but now I know something better than what I did before. And that's what happens. That's what happens when you start to let people in your circle that are different than you. That's what happens when you start to try and get in circles with people who are different than you. You think differently. And all of these different thoughts, all of these different methods come together and form this huge dad collective think tank. And this is how you grow. This is how you learn other things. Good things come out of this. I'm reminded of a story my wife told me. She was talking to a girl at church, and the girl said, you know, I'm having a ton of issues with my daughter. She's, you know, peeing in her bed. She's potty trained. She knows that she shouldn't do this, but it's like she's acting out, and I cannot figure out how to do it. And, you know, she was in a, a split relationship, and her dad, you know, her ex is giving her a hard time because he's saying, you know what, you just need to put your foot down. You need to do this. You need to do that. And she had tried that and it didn't work. So my wife was like, look, I had the same thing happen with one of my kids. I made a sticker chart. Boom. <laughs> Mind blowing, right? She said, I made a sticker chart and I wrote, you know, if you do this, you do this, you'll get these stickers, you get these incentives. And if you get so many, then you get this price. 
and she called her after like a couple of weeks. She was like, she's literally not missed a star. She's not missed a sticker. It's worked. This is incredible. That's what happens, one, when you open up, you share kind of your issues with people who have a different method than you do. Things change. You grow. You learn. That's what happens with differences. It doesn't need to be something that we are afraid of. Don't be afraid of the discomfort. Don't be afraid of the change. Again, think about your closest relationships, all right? Your wife and you are different. You were different from day one. Maybe you had some similarities. That's great. But as soon as you got married and you got off the honeymoon and you closed the door to your apartment or your house, you realized, hold up, this person is different than me. Okay, you have differences, but as you work together on those differences, as you share your opinion and you receive their opinion, you realize, okay, we can grow together. And that is something beautiful that happens, but it only happens when you are in relationship with people who are different than yourself. Think about your closest friends. If you don't have a friend that's close to you who can talk to you with their different opinion, then you probably don't have a good set of friends. I have friends in my life who, if I say, you know, I want to do this, and they think that it's a really dumb idea, they'll tell me, hey, I think this is kind of a dumb idea, and here's the reasons why, and you know, here's what you said before, and here's what you've done before. Do you really think you need to go down this path? It's just like, I didn't think about that. Thank you for being different. You cannot be afraid of disagreement. You cannot be afraid of differences, because if you are, you will never grow. And we want to grow. As dads, we want to grow. The last thing we're talking about again, pride. Just out of the gate, having pride is dumb. I don't know how else to put this in, in a more plain fashion. It's just dumb to be proud because there's always someone better than you. There was always someone better than you. You might look around today in society and be like, man, they're the best at this, they're the best at this, there's the best at this. Three months to a year, if you look again, you will point to someone different because someone better always comes around. Maybe they're a few years ahead of you. Maybe there's a, they're a few years behind you. Maybe they're your same age. Maybe they're your neighbor. That's okay. Maybe your neighbor's better than you. There's still somebody better than them. We have no reason to be proud because we are not perfect. We are flawed. We are broken. And when we parade around with pride as if we've arrived and we've got this all figured out, no one's fallen for that because everybody knows that everyone has skeletons in the closet. Everybody knows that everybody makes mistakes. And when you act like you don't, you're just a big dummy. Don't be a dummy. I'm doing you a favor by telling you this. Don't be a dummy. Don't have pride. You have not arrived. What happens when you have pride? I'm going to give you the scenario, and you can answer this question. I don't have to tell you this. What happens to the guy who thinks he knows it all? When you go out and there's a guy who thinks he knows the answer to every question, what happens with a guy who is constantly one-upping everyone else in the conversation? He's always got to be a part of the conversation because he thinks he's the best thing in the room. Everyone wants to avoid him. Nobody wants to be his friend. Nobody wants a relationship with that, with that guy. That's what pride does to you. Pride is selfishness, and people can see and recognize that. And you know what happens? You end up all alone. And you know what you can do when you're all by yourself? Nothing. You cannot accomplish anything of value 
any true, you can accomplish some things by yourself, sure. But what you could accomplish by yourself, this is just, this is just a fraction of what you could do if you did it in community, okay? Maybe you're gifted, maybe you have abilities. That's fantastic. I mean, seriously, think about Michael Jordan. Incredible. He comes into the league and you have all the legends before him, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. They say, man, this this is the new face of the NBA. This is gonna this is the best basketball player we've ever seen. But even though people said that about him when he first came into the league, do you know how many championships he won when he first came into the league? Zero. You know when he was able to win championships? When he had a team. When he had people who were with him. That's the beautiful thing about community. When you have people in your life who share that common good, that common goal where you can have communication, where you work together, you can do incredible things. I mean, come on, even Jesus. Even Jesus had the disciples. He had a community that he functioned within. If anyone could have done it without community. It probably was Jesus, but the fact that Jesus had community is probably really good proof that it cannot be done without community. So stop being proud. You have no reason to be proud. Why don't you embrace humility? Recognize, you know what? I am broken. I am messed up. I am flawed. I'll be humble. I won't be the person who always has to answer every question or one-up everybody else or act like Everything is okay in my life. I'll be humble and I'll be vulnerable enough to let people know what's really going on. Try that. So let's overcome these obstacles, vulnerability, differences, pride. Let's try being vulnerable. Let's try embracing differences. Let's stop thinking so much of ourselves and realize that we are better together. So here's what I want you to try and do. I want you to try and go out and join a dad's group. You can join the group that we've got on Facebook. It's a private group for dads only. You can join the group. You can get involved. Or join a group at your local church. Join a group in your community. Have conversations with someone who thinks different than you do, who lives differently than you do, and live in humility. Stop trying to answer all the questions and start listening to other people's answers. If you embrace those things that scare you, I promise you that you're going to start seeing new relationships form and friendships that you already have will be strengthened. And you're going to start seeing a community that's prospering. Vulnerability, differences, pride. Don't be proud. Embrace differences and be open, be vulnerable. And if we can do these things, I think we can build community as dads. And then together, we can better father our future. Thank you for being with me today. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you'll join me next time.